Here's the thing. You all lose. All you people betting. Go ahead, Bode. Yeah, yeah. We see y'all in the comments. <laughs> We're backstage. And I said, DK, you know what? Screw them. Let's beat them all, man. That's what y'all. Oh, yeah. We see them all, don't we, DK? For anybody who has no idea what these two fools are talking about, there's a bet that goes on on our YouTube live thing about what how late we're actually going to be. Yeah. You know? and, and Mark Cunningham had no faith. Look at him with a 404. What is that? I know. And clearly, hell up. I'm looking for it right now, man. It was James B that set the over on. Is he our bookie oh, for the show? James. No, I think the barber is. <laughs> Taking, he, he says taking all bets. That means the barber's in charge of this. Ooh, what the James world? had no faith. Look at you guys. Look at you guys. None. Teresa had us at 404. As a show of punctuality, we're about to hit the bell and talk some football. We how about are. That? How, how, how about that, DK? I'm ready when you are. Are you ready? I, I'm very I, much ready. Watch me bring it closer. All right. Just want to let everybody know in advance, we've got a very special guest today. It'll be James from the electronic store down the street. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> he walks by here in front of the shop just now, and he yeah. goes, and he's in a hurry. And I go, where are you headed? He goes, I'm going to watch your show. I got to get there. And I go, why don't you just come back and be part of it? So he's going to come back. I made him promise. James will be back. What's going on, Moan? Man, not a whole lot, DK. Uh we are a day away from report day. Is that what we got going on? It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I'll be out in Latrobe. We always start on a on a Wednesday, Thursday, I feel like. Usually always. Have we ever started on a Monday, Tuesday anytime, DK? Not really. No, I can't no. remember. It's 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 the, the rhythm is pretty well set. Yeah, it, it really is. It, and we used to always joke about it too, because this is usually how it breaks down on report day. Uh, Wednesday is show up conditioning tests all day, all night meetings after the conditioning tests, all the formalities, right? DK, mm -hmm. you guys interview us and we just run through it Thursday. Yes. We hit the field rolling, get that first day of pads out the way. And then that Friday, same thing. And then I think the old way in which they used to do it. Okay. Saturday we get off because it's two days. I think acclimation Saturday, we get off. And then, of course, Sunday, for those who are religious, is a church day. He yes. gives us the morning golf, and then at 3 o'clock is all hell. We joke around and just say, you know what? He's trying to act holy and godly about this thing, and all he wants is hell on Sundays, DK. That's the way <laughs> it went with us, man. But I think there's a five-day lead-up now, which is cool uh, for the guys. Uh, but we'd always joke, hell is coming on Sundays, man, with full pads, so. Uh, really unique the way we did stuff. Those of you who uh, are new to this scene, if you can become a member of the Ramon Foster Show by going to dkps.net slash join. There it is mm. right there on the screen, dkps.net slash join. And on that note, we'd like to welcome Bill Wheeler yeah. as a new member. Matt Hanford from England. Matt Hanford. In. Is that a very English name? Matt Hanford. Sir, Matt I think you Andrew. just turned it into one, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. yeah, no, it's uh, it's um, it's 
it's a growing thing here. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers, at which point we'll be selling merch and everything else. Dan Klimko wants to know if fans are allowed to reporting day. The answer to that is a no. Uh no, absolutely not. That one's closed off. Uh yeah, yeah. DK. Yeah, your first your first day that you're allowed in is for the first practice on Thursday. Uh Michael Stevens says, DK, I hope I'll see you Friday afternoon. Yeah, I'll I'll be there. I'll, yeah, I'll be there. no doubt. And uh, uh, the fam is working, too, man. Justin Works gifted five memberships. Eddie Harlow has gifted a few. Uh, geez, man, you guys are showing off today. You guys are showing off, DK. You know, th there is one thing that's different about this training camp, though, Moan, and I'm afraid we won't get to it once it gets going here. So I'm going to bring it up today. That is that there's only three preseason games. And no. I don't know that a lot of people realize that. I think they think that the schedule's still the same. Uh, this isn't just a COVID. That wasn't a COVID switch. Uh, with the no. 17 games on the regular season, there's only three in the preseason. Moan, there's that gap. Yeah. After actual training camp in Latrobe, there's a couple weeks of practice on the south side, but there's no games. What is that like for you guys? Do you or would you actually rather see the final preseason game be a little bit closer to the regular season? Um, me personally, I would. Uh, Why? I remember as a player because you have no time to really think about anything. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just one of those situations where, hey, end of the season, last cuts are happening, uh, going into the week, let's go. Like, and we, I'd say this too, the lead up to the first game of the year to DK, the roster isn't set until Saturday at three, you know, Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's when the schedule, that's when the roster is actually set. So we'd still have five days of practices before, and it's usually Labor Day weekend before the lead-up is. The thing about going back to the south side and having a gap week before the first week of the mm -hmm. season is that 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 beats you up time still. Coaches are still going to make you practice like you're in camp. You're still technically oh. in camp mode, and you're not technically preparing for week one. The way we used to do it, we break camp. All the cuts happen down to 53, although the roster changes would actually happen, DK. Mm -hmm. Listeners uh, or viewers, um, we'd still be in game prep mode. These guys are in camp mode still, and I just don't know if there's much to be gained from the extra week, DK. I don't think anybody can really position themselves. I think guys are probably more prone to hurting themselves by trying to make the team within this two weeks to the kickoff. Yeah, I, I, I'm a little surprised at your answer, to be honest with you. I, I kind of thought that that maybe, you know, you see, I, I, maybe it's from the executive standpoint where they know whoever's hurt for the most part at the end of the preseason schedule is going to be whoever's hurt. So they have a they have more roster certainty, you know? Yeah. They have more time to heal up, more time to just manage the things that they can control. Do you follow? Uh, yes, uh, I, I get that, but I also just look at it on the player side, DK, and just saying, y'all know who the 53 is. Maybe we have 51, 52, and 53 that we have to worry about. Stefan Logan was a kick returner. I know that made the roster in that last weekend. He mm -hmm. ran a kick return back for a touchdown, and in that moment on the sideline, Coach Tomlin said, he just made the team. You know what I'm saying? So we're talking about one spot. That's usually a veteran guy or a very young guy that you're probably going to have the accessibility to grab them anyway off the waiver wire when you choose to cut them. I just look at this as far as the starters is concerned. We're not really prepping for anything, and two weeks of game prep for one team of the opener doesn't really resonate too much. It becomes kind of mundane, I would think, uh, DK. 
So I, I liked hitting the ground running. I also was a guy that was a fan of the uh, the fourth preseason game too, DK. I like live reps as opposed to practice reps sometimes. Well, easy for you to say though, right? No. Devil's advocate here because, yeah, you were first teamer. You only had to be out there for a few snaps. Well, my first three you years, it wasn't the case. Guy. No, okay. I needed that Carolina game though, DK. And I've seen guys that, that crapped the bed in practice but we're gamers when it came down to the lights coming on, too. I do believe that happens sometimes, probably more times than we give it credit for um, because the amount of soreness you have in practice doesn't really matter in a game sometimes because you do get proper rest. It's not a guy that knows you overly well as far as the one-on-ones that you're going to have day in and day out. And the circumstances are a little bit different, right, DK? Mm -hmm. You don't know if we're going to pass the ball or run the ball on first down. You don't know if the second down is going to be a play-action pass or not. The defense that you practice against every single day somewhat knows that. The uh, the ability to be honest, un unexpected or unassuming when it comes down to play calling, I think means for success in games more times than it does in practice. When we come back... We're going to deal with the only segment that matters. And y'all got some good ones, too. And that's hey, I see, I've seen the cue. It's good. Yeah. We'll right back. yeah. Let's do it. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. All right, and for today's Hey Moan segment, as with all of our Hey Moan segments, they uh -oh. are brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where quality is at the core of every menu item do you like the deliberate version love that dk well you just speak to them through your soul <laughs> our three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub burger salad wrap drink and app is crafted for craveability mm -hmm. order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today better believe it mm -hmm. that was soul it was good that Versus was almost like that one Deep Voice Friday. What do we call that? Soulful Fridays, DK? I like it. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, some soul there with that one. Yeah. Vince likes to go there. He says here, where did it go here? Uh, oh, Vicious Violet says, I like the meatball with the meatball hoagies there. Legit, Moan, are really good. Man, I, I got to be honest about that, too. And I know you're a northerner, DK, for all your life, right? Mm -hmm. There are certain things that, like, I don't usually get out. And that's meatballs as often. Like, I've had, like, the Subway meatball sub or, you know, all that yeah, type of stuff. Yeah, there's not much there. They're dinky, whatever. The ones I that know. Get, the the, the get-go cafe and market meatballs are, like, grapefruits, Humongous. man. Really? Oh, yeah. You, 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 you got to do this, like. Just okay, mouth around Reach it, into, you, know? you. You you are a spaghetti and meatballs type of guy at restaurants. Oh, if you go out, very much so. Really, very much no, so. I can't yeah. claim that one, DK. That one or somebody's meatloaf. Like I, I never really do those things in public. <laughs> I don't. Right. I don't know. I'm weird like that. Let's get to some of our uh, some of the questions that we have lined up here. And again, there are some really good ones today. If you want to be part of the show, yeah, uh, all you got to do is jump in here on YouTube Live and. And there it goes. Uh, Dylan Smith says, 
A weird question for you guys. You each just came back from parallel universes. I like it already. <laughs> in one, the Steelers won the Super Bowl. In the other, we were bottom of the league. Explained what happened in each. I assume Dylan means from the 2023 yeah. season. Uh, you go ahead and take the positive one since you're Mr. Sunshine here. Uh, what, what happened for the Steelers to win the Super Bowl, Moan? What happens for them to win the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. uh, Kenny has a, a crazy amount of passing yards. The offensive line uh, has under 24 sacks on a season. Um, the wide receivers, you have 24. potentially two 2,000-yard wide receivers. You have a 600-plus-yard tight end with about eight touchdowns on the season. All himself. offense. Listen to the offense. Guy. Yeah, All yeah, 100%. Offense. I feel like that's our biggest hiccup when it comes down to what we expect to happen this year. And defense holds team to 18 points a game. Oh. And Joey Porter Jr. is your starter. I mean, when you're talking about the you when you're talking about a Super Bowl, those are the kinds of extremes you have to hit. It's yeah. just how it is. It okay? just is. And for the team to finish with the worst record in the league, I mean, look, you asked the question, Dylan. Kenny's got to get hurt, and then Mitch has got to get hurt, and then Mason's got to get hurt. It starts I mean, there. I I don't know where else you can take the conversation because that's. That's that's not even say Najee get hurt. Let's just say Najee uh, holds out because he wants running back to be paid more. Right. TJ's got to get hurt. Yeah. Um. It's usually about attrition, isn't it, Moan? It, it really when you is. See teams finish dead last. It's it's like Peyton Manning going down, and the Colts are one in fifteen. That's it. Yeah. It, it really is. I, I I think this is good. DK. By the way, these hey moan questions are so good, man. I almost feel like a fry a, a fast Friday almost. Let's have the, the way we're doing. Not that I want to, but hey, I'm I'm into uh, these questions. Is that goodness? Yeah, uh, Polly says Matt Canada from Bizarro World is a good coordinator. <laughs> Bizarro Matt Canada. I think that would be Cat Manada. Hey, but we're going to get some answers real soon, Paul. I'm telling you, this we will have to see it in, in preseason. We will have to see some stuff out of training camp when it comes down to Matt Canada being that guy. Ben Cohen with a real good one. Hey, Moan, how is it? how easy is it to injure yourself in the first week of training camp? People seem to drop like flies right they off do. the bat. The acclimation aspect of camp is so important. Um, guys go up faster than they should. Guys go outside of themselves as far as cuts, movements, uh, acceleration, deceleration also plays a part in the two. Most times a guy pulls a hamstring, it's usually on the deceleration side of their runs. You have to learn to have to, uh, how to do those things. Like, because oh, you're so forcing, I hadn't you're forcing your that. body to slow down, right? When you see the injuries, though, when you watch them happen in NFL practice settings, it's never on the all-out. It's on the – they just start slowing down and they turn around and they grab something. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually on the deceleration when that happens. Um, but it's easy to do. But this is the other thing, too. Guys that get injured in camp super early, other than, like, the, the traumatic hit that I had, right, DK? Mm -hmm. Usually a situation where guys probably just aren't fully acclimated to playing football at that fast of a speed. That really does matter. And it's usually soft tissue injuries that are the reasons why. Uh, here comes from Jay Garlock says, as a doctor and as a fanatical Steelers fan who's late for everything, it's my professional opinion that busy guys who run late are usually the best guys to be around. <laughs> see, see, he says that as a doctor, okay, because we're usually in the waiting room for hours. Don Drake comes in with a nine ninety nine contribution, which is appreciated. And he asks, Definitely. who are your guys' favorite players on the Steelers right now? Who do you find? I, I like the way he worded this, too. 
who are the guys that you find yourself rooting for the most or show a little more bias to? That's so much better question than who's your, who do you think is the best player? Who's your favorite guy, Moan, on, on the roster right now? My favorite guy on the roster is the guy don't everybody just don't love. Don't pick a teammate. Just don't pick no. a team. Okay, go ahead. My, my, my favorite guy on the roster right now has to be Cam or Chooks. You TJ's in that conversation yeah, too. I, I did. You, know you would. You have to. You have I to. I have to. Cam. Be Cam you want to see Cam win, man. I There's do. There's nothing that would touch you on this roster, this team, more than seeing Cam Hayward win. Or or TJ is mm-hmm. in that conversation also. I'm I'm really cool with Deontay also uh, as far as his teammate status. Uh, Cam first. He's 1A of my four I gave you. I'm going to go with Calvin Austin because we really hit it off this summer. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you here because this is what Dondre is asking for here. Let's be honest and tell us your biases and so forth. I got a bias toward toward the little man. Okay. Uh, I feel for, for two reasons. One, he has an unbelievable uh, engaging personality. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's very real when he speaks with you. Uh, really passionate about the people around him through a year of injury the intensity with which he studied what his teammates were doing as if he was part of the team impressed me. The other thing is, man, Moan, when's the last time this team had somebody that could do that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see a little electricity on that offense. You you know how you can get uh, Calvin Austin going, too? Mm. He's a Memphis kid. When you talk to him, say Maine instead of man. Say (laughs) M-A-N-E. I can't pull that off. That's the – Ask or just Maine. ask him why do Memphis people say Maine like that? All that'll get him going. My West Tennessee Memphis people understand that. Who's in the chat right now? I'm actually gonna do that. You should M A N E say Maine. Do you say Maine or do you say man? That'll get him going. You got him. Oh man, you mean after <laughs> he's after he stops laughing? That's, you that's that is good. You should. It, it's probably gonna crack him because only people that know. It's just like y'all saying downtown. You know what I'm saying? Like. We you are would who understand. we are. Yeah, we, we are, are who we are. We yeah. are who we are wherever <laughs> we are is exactly it. Bob Schreiner says a Matt Canada deep pass is eight yards vertically to the line of scrimmage. Shake my head. Bob's in midseason form. Yeah, yeah, he is. Well, that said, uh, he's also right. But to answer your question, though, too, from our guy uh, earlier, DK, I do want to mm-hmm. see Cam win. Dondre, I'm, I'm just that. To, to battle with a teammate, to see him go over the top, would be nothing but beautiful. Plus, we need that ring in Pittsburgh. Uh, it feels like it's a little bit overdue. Mark Cottrell just became a member. Welcome to the fold, Mark. Nice Casey Kester wants to cite George Pickens uh, as as his favorite player here. And Reginald wants to point out that Maine is definitely <laughs> the way to go. <laughs> okay. Amario said to say, it's a southern <laughs> thing they say that in Texas, too. I'm telling you, you're going to make him crack if you bring that up to him, DK. Justin Work says, hey, Moan, when in camp, will we get a sense of the running game distribution that we might see leading into the season? Meaning, is it going to be largely Najee Harris more than Jalen Warren uh, last year? I think that answer is yes. I, I think Najee think gets show. the – I think – well, not in camp because they're both, well, I feel like, have played equal parts. Yeah. No, I think they've both okay. played equal parts. If you're asking me who ones show up, Najee's first to it is what I'm telling you. And truthfully, if, if I was a guy around Najee right now, and I'm hoping Cam is having this conversation, I would tell him, hey, don't feel bad about sharing reps. 
the ordeal that you guys, the running backs, have had over the last year and having Saquon having to sign a $1 million above franchise tag today or, or contract today, rest yourself as much as you can. Don't feel bad about Jalen Warren getting reps or maybe having more yards than you in the game. But Najee's the headliner, y'all. There is no other question around this. To me, and because of his position and draft status, Najee Harris is the headliner. No other way around it. Yeah, we have here, uh, Casey says he's going to surprise Steelers Nation. Dylan Smith says, hey, Moan, do you think Kenny and Cam have private conversations about Kenny getting Cam a Super Bowl before he's done, similar to what Big Ben did with the bus? Uh, Probably not. Uh, that's not that. More than anything, Cam is probably having a conversation with Kenny about, hey, we're going to drag you to the Super Bowl. You just better stay on the road. That's the perspective, though, isn't it? Yeah. No, people, I mean, I understand that the quarterback has to be your leader and so forth, but, you know, Cam is – he's been there for a bit. He has, and Cam understands what it's take. You got to think of all the things that Cam say, has seen. We got close, AFC Championship. Mm-hmm. We were number one seed. We got bounced out early. We Like, he's seen all of the things to get there and what a team looks like. DK, we mentioned – what a team is supposed to look like to be a Super Bowl champion, right? That mm-hmm. OA season, I heard Dick LeBeau on Brian McFadden's con- like uh, podcast say those things. Like there was, a, what was it, 10 straight games where they had a team, held teams under 10 points? Like you don't hear about that, DK. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, some more really good cues coming in here. Uh, Michael Muhammad says, at what point in training camp do the players and the fakers start separating themselves? Uh, at what point in training comes to the players and the fakers? I'd say about when they start divvying up real reps. Uh, that's probably after two weeks because all you're doing for the first 13, 14 days, DK, is what just building the baseline of what everybody is capable of doing and hardening your team. Uh, when they start doing those game plans going into the games, guys get certain reps, and some guys get only the last half of the fourth quarter. I think that's when you start to see it because the ones that are getting the last half of the fourth quarter are usually the ones you you say to yourself, well, if you fight harder in camp, show a little bit more, you can make this. A lot of those guys in general start to get mentally weak when it comes down to their role. And you know what, DK? The role might not be actually a position. What is their actual role, DK? Special teams. And those dudes forget that because I came out of college as a wide receiver. I came mm-hmm. out of college as a, as a linebacker. And? Who's their main coach they're going to deal with? Yeah, that would be Coach Smith. Coach Smith. So that's what happens to the ones that are and the ones who are air quotation marks going to fake it. My own answer to the question about the first couple of days is this head coach does not take the first two days off. No. Okay, you will not be disappointed with the level of activity that you see. He, he will get all of the blood pumping right away. Dr. Shadow, who never disappoints us, Says, hey, Moan, how important is a great blocking running back to an offensive line? Uh, how good? Hey, I don't is think it? he's referring to fullback here. He's talking about just the, you know, the running back. Uh, how important is a great blocking running back to an offensive line? Honestly, y'all, it, it's uh oh, let me Le'Veon was awesome at it and he took pride in it. Some guys just okay with it. What it does is it causes you to have chips as far as like keeping the tight end in a split second longer. It really is important, especially if a guy knows how to block. I know when to cut a guy. I know when to block a guy up top. I know when to help the offensive line. 
Uh, D. Will was good at it too. Connor was okay, but he took pride in it. And it also keeps you unpredictable if you can keep a running back in that can also block because you don't have to exchange personnel. And in that personnel, defensive coordinators find tendencies, and that's where it can break an offense. Jim Fairfield says, hey, Moan, how can you tell if a new guy can be a stealer? I know how you can tell if a new running back can be a stealer. Physicality. <laughs> On that same note. <laughs> Physicality, y'all. That's it. Physicality. I, like, I, I want to give you a one-word answer, but that's simply it. Oh, I think it. you just did. Physicality. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the first things told to me. And I tell any other, you better fight first. Whatever that means to you, you better fight first. How can you tell if a new guy's a stealer? Physicality. Yeah, I, I, that's all you'll hear the first. And, and again, to, to the point about getting to Latrobe, you can hear the head coach, everything he says. You can. At Chuck Noll Field. You don't, you don't have to wonder like you know, or wait for the NFL Films version of it. You're actually just listening to it, okay? Yeah. And the thing that he, you will see him get like this, and his face will change, his expression will change, is when there's physicality because he's been waiting, this man. <laughs> For seven months, for somebody to hit somebody, and going through OTAs and mini camp, that ain't it. Yeah, and, and the thing is though, too, DK, there's a fine line where Coach T goes. Right? It's brutal. It's 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 it's, 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 it's really just nasty to see sometimes. But there's a respect factor and how physical he wants us to be too. No hitting nobody in the back. No diving on the ground. Nothing low. But when it's mono yeah, mono, right? Don't be stupid. He leans in, DK. He really does. So if y'all can get <clears> the <throat> camp, man, you're gonna hear a lot. Luke says, Hey Moan, did you ever have a former teammate talk trash to you on the field after they left for another team? Loved this guy to death, but he was so good at it. Nick Eason. Oh, oh there's a name from the past. Nick Eason was good at that, man. Uh, and he was like that as a teammate, too. So it was natural for him to just talk trash and grab onto your wrist and try to control you type of situation. You know what I'm saying? He was one of those dudes. But now he is one of the best college recruiters in all of the United States. I did not know that. Killing it. I think he got recruited of the year last year at Clemson. He's at Clemson. He's yeah, you got to be doing something right. He's recruiter of the year, man. So uh, he's good for college ball. Mr. Malarkey says, uh, hey, Moan, can we get some 21 or 22 personnel with Darnell Washington, or is the wide receiver talent too good to mess with? I'll, I'll say this when it comes down to Darnell Washington. I think it's most obvious what his job is going to be the first year or so. Let him do that. Let him be the blocking tight end. Um, it shouldn't even be a secret to many. Now, if he shows us his skill set, because he didn't really catch a whole lot of balls at Georgia, mm -mm. why would we put him outside his box until he's got the opportunity to grow as a pro? And you know, that's uh, that's the best point anyone. And I really hope if you if you guys take one thing from today's episode as you enter into training camp, as far as expectations, please do this yeah. with Darnell Washington. The yep. frame is unbelievable. The physicality, the his ability to be that sixth man, as he calls himself on the mm -hmm. offensive line, is through the roof. He has the opportunity to be an elite blocking tight end. His pass catching needs work. Okay, yeah. If you've seen a handful of highlights from his college days, please understand that those are the highlights. They are. Okay? Yeah. They're impressive. 
but they're also in optimal circumstances where he's already caught the ball, he's charging down the field, and nobody wants a piece of him. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's different. Just easy on Darnell. The catches are going to be made by Pat Fryermuth and Connor Hayward. Who's where, where, who's going to be his main coach this year, DK, as we talked about roles oh, again? no question. Yeah, it, it, it's it's absolutely going to be coach in the offensive Danny line room. Yeah. At, that oh, and yeah, Coach no, Danny no, no, Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's going to make more meant, plays. Yeah. yeah, no, his primary job is go show you belong still playing special teams. However you want to look at that, man, it just is what it is. A reminder that if you want to become a member of this program and this channel really across, including my Daily Shot podcast, go to dkps.net slash join. We have Jacob in the house. Always good to have him in here. Yeah, no he's, such a, what he's, up, a, he's a gentle soul. He is, always man. has something nice to say. I like that. You know, you know what? Just, just good people, just being good people out here, man. I saw. Speaking of good people, I see one that I had starred, man, from the uncle. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah. It's let's this have one, it. man. Uh, from Matt Habar. He goes, "Hey, Moan, what happens to your contract if you get hurt outside of practice last games, such as what happened with Naheem Hines? It's honestly at the discretion of the team." I've seen Willie Colon tear his Achilles while working out in Pittsburgh for football, and he went on IR. They didn't try to detract any money from his contract, to my knowledge. Uh, guys get hurt off-site often. Now, when you start talking about recreational vehicles like a, a four-wheeler or, from my understanding, the wording of Naheem Hines' injury has gone from a jet ski to water ski. And him helping the media put out there that it is a jet ski and he was sitting stationary, it's all a part of him protecting his contract. The wording of our contracts, I think, says water skis or something like that. And he was sure to make sure the media knew I was sitting still on a jet ski and somebody hit me because they could detract from his. They could take away from his contract if that was the case. Because that's those that's a motor vehicle you're not supposed to be on. Like motorcycles can be in your um, a contract also. Danny Kramer, who's a member, says, lots of discussion on running back contracts being low. I believe this goes in cycles. With all these uh, defenses smaller and faster, a team like this year's Steelers could begin to change it. Thoughts? Uh, truthfully, Unless Wouldn't we've you had run a, on these defenses, wouldn't you run, I'd run on them? on hundred percent? Yeah. We talked about this before. I feel like yeah. they have gotten to the point of getting better offensive linemen, making it a very competitive room, so that they can run the ball more. And this is the other thing as far as Pittsburgh goes. You have a young quarterback still. The run game is what's going to assist him beat people up so that your quarterback shines a little bit more. That's what's happening. Mm-hmm. And of course, if it's running back by committee and Pittsburgh chooses to do that, DK. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's even better for you guys because you get more of Najee. You know, I'm going to ask you, since since Bob brings it up here, about the Jordan Addison speeding incident. Oh, it's yeah. one of the greatest turnarounds in media history. Jordan Addison gets busted. For those of you who don't know, this is, of course, Kenny's favorite receiver from the pit days. He gets busted going 140 miles an hour in Minneapolis. Five. And everyone says, what's wrong with Jordan Addison? Lock him up. Da, 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 da. And then Jordan Addison explains and has backing for it that his dog was really sick. And then he went to a hero. Like, my man, you were saving your dog. Moan, would you go 140 miles an hour? Blowing by the Tennessee State Police for your dog. I couldn't do that one because that's pushing it, okay? 
It, it just is. Uh, who's the, the young fella from the Raiders that got in trouble for speeding and wrecking like that? Only thing I would say to him is it didn't look like it was many people on the interstate at the time. Uh, be safe, man. Those Lamborghinis are fast, DK. I would tell him that, but I'd be lying, DK, if I wasn't foolish at some point in time, too. Yeah, there's there's something to be said about, hey, I'm hurrying to get my dog to the nearest overnight Bro. vet. Okay, because I've been there. I had to do that yeah. once, and it was it was like that. It was the middle of the night, and we had to go through all kinds of goofy backwaters up and down hills to get to Irwin. And you're like, yeah, you're very urgent, but you're not, you're not out to either kill yourself, yeah, or or other people. Uh, Alex says maybe for a family member, not a dog. You know, it depends on how you anything. feel. Okay, as far as pets, and we've had that conversation before, right? Yes, yes. A um, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh fan has no mercy. He he not only wants to do it, but he wants to do it in a truck. Yeah, <laughs> I saw somebody said one forty is crazy. Guess what? That car probably had about sixty more miles left in it. Like <laughs> in that Lamborghini Urus. Oh my gosh, guys, become a member. Do this. DKPS.net slash join. It's ninety nine cents a month. You get all these free fun emojis that we have that are custom that only the members have access to. There's other. Uh, great discounts and prizes and so forth uh, in the mix. Matt comes in and says, "Hey, Moan, what happens?" Oh, wait, we already did this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We I, did I meant to one. hit. I meant to hit Rob's down here. Sorry, Moan. Which of these two players would be most important to the Steelers? Most improved player, Mark Robinson, or Calvin Austin the third? I'm rolling with you, Calvin. But uh, he improved over what? He didn't play. Well, I guess the expectation that he's going to be ready. If he shows up, he's he's improved. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. If we're talking about him more than Mark Robinson, I feel better about the offensive progression as mm -hmm. opposed to a guy I know that should be able to play linebacker more. Like I feel like Calvin Austin's going to be fighting for oxygen trying to get the ball in his hand. So mm -hmm. if we have a good year out of Calvin Austin, then I feel like we've had a good year offensively. Polly can't let go of the car thing. Wants to know, Moan, when you signed a contract, did you ever buy anything uh, wild like a fancy car? What was the craziest thing you bought with your con first contract? Uh, a house. A house. That's, that's so moan. Yeah, I, well, my signing bonus paid for it, DK. I was like, let's... Up, up here? Uh, no, here in uh, Nashville. My first house I ever bought. I'll never forget, 2013, I bought it in camp. I'm faxing off paperwork and overnight mail to close in on a house. And I was just super excited. I was worried the paperwork was going to get lost. Cash sale, no loan, no mortgage. Uh, no, yeah, pay for it in the signing bonus. Yeah, Matt. that's what a lot of guys do. Some of them do it beyond their means. We will not speak any further on this. But, and, man, there are guys who get a rookie contract yeah. and just immediately think that funnel is endless. No, it might be the only contract you get like that in your life. Which is why I pay for my house with my sign of bonus because that was one thing like I've always said I don't want to have it and not ever have it all my life. So you're not gonna come take my house away. No, that's it. It's not like the house is gonna get spent or smoked. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's yeah. the only reason everybody tuned in today was for that. Who is your favorite celebrity you met who was a Steelers fan during your player days? Uh, you had to meet a bunch of them, didn't you? Uh, I did meet, meet a few of them. Uh, Chadwick Boseman saw him, didn't actually go shake his hand when he was in Pittsburgh for his movie. That's when he was really skinny at the time, and we didn't know he was sick. The late actor who played the Black Panther. Yeah. Died tragically uh, young. He hid it from everybody. Crazy, man. Uh, but I'd probably say Snoop Dogg. 
And I know everybody meets Snoop these days, but Snoop was awesome, and he's a Steelers fan. I also ran across one time Suge Knight from Death Row Records. Okay. Marion Knight. Yeah, him. I know who you're talking about. He was at Chris Kimowatu's house outside on the cell phone smoking a cigar with the red jacket on like we've always seen him before. By far, I was scared. I was like, that's Suge. I walked in the house like, is that Suge Knight outside? Because all we've ever heard about Suge was crazy. Mm. So it was good to kind of meet somebody I listened to growing up. That was crazy. James Smith says, uh, first time catching catching the show live. I love the show. Tune in every single day from work track. And I'm a huge fan of you both. Great show. There's no question there from James, but every once in a while, it's worth putting one of these up because it's appreciated. Thank you. You know, I don't want you, I don't want anybody to ever think because we don't put all of those up because we could do that through the whole show because you guys are so nice. Uh, this is a little bit different here. Barbara went to school with Shook. Get out of here, Barbara. Mm -hmm. I heard he was a heck of a football player too. I heard he was a heck of a football player. Uh, DK, I knew this was going to happen. That's what was, this is why I was laughing. These three right here. Okay. Oh, wow. Did you Pittsburgh toddy <laughs> had a little Chiba, huh? but it was this one. He means Moan, Mel Blunt. Moan being responsible. I knew it. House isn't crazy. Moan. We want crazy. <laughs> Moan living that guard life. Y'all are hundred percent correct. <laughs> <laughs> Trying That's to be responsible. Stuff. You are so the guy that would see the check and say, Oh, I think I'm going to get a house with this. Did you know what? When you're raised in rural Tennessee in a double wide trailer got, that got repoed in college, certain trauma hits you when you get an opportunity to do certain things. So that's why, honestly. Go back to the uh, the starred ones that I have over here. Yeah, uh, Ryan McKinney says, uh, hey, Moan, which team do you think is primed to make a drastic improvement in wins? From last year and i presume ryan means in the mm -hmm. afc north but in the afc north uh i'm not out on baltimore let's just say this not how many more wins they lost seven last year yeah. um <sighs> carolina should compete i'm just looking across the league right now oh Chicago. you're going across the league okay yeah I, I just am i think with a running game atlanta does a little bit better this year uh, I'm out on Arizona. I'm almost out on uh the Rams and I would also throw Denver in that conversation too DK Denver is, I think, poised to make some some hay up from last year. Four wins. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Vukovic says the offensive line is always the smartest group on the team. A fellow trailer guy? I did not know that, Moan. Good stuff. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Excuse me. Are the are the offensive line guys really the smartest? No joking here. Not not no messing around here. Who else? Who else? What would be the other group that you would say would be, okay, these guys are pretty heady in general. Pretty heady guys. Pretty yeah. heady guys. That's a great question. The specialists are because they usually do their own thing. They're usually smart guys. I'm going to say this and respectfully. Everyone probably except Jeff Reed because he was a wild boy. You know what I'm saying? Every specialist I ever met was a very heady individual and player. Um, I would they also got some of that. So I, I know this when you go to the, I, I did this after uh, the game, the Steelers played late last season, we were on the road and I spent time for some crazy reason with Presley Harvin, and Chris Boswell and all these guys, and they were all hanging and talking to each other. And, and I was listening, this conversation was like, it was like freaking astrophysics. Yeah. Okay. And they, yeah. they just got done playing football and you would think they were talking, they were talking about trigonometry. No, uh, them, 
Specialists, O-line, and tight ends. I like tight ends. Bob Schreiner, I was about to come in with tight ends. They have yeah. Maybe you just have to block stuff and hit sleds to be smart in life. You know what it is? It's personality traits, man. You have to be a part of a pack. You're not the one that they first pick. Uh, your job is dirty. Uh, your job is unappreciated, except for the tight ends. Like, we're talking about 800 yards for a tight end been a really great year, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you're Kelsey or Kittle. Um, and you're the sideshow to the main attractions. I'm going to throw in one exception, but it's going to be a very specific one because I have to do this. Okay. The smartest positional group that I was ever around at one given time mm-hmm. was the inside linebackers when they were Vince Williams and Ryan Shazier. Oh. You will never have that much brain power in one room in yeah. a football setting ever. It'll never be topped. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I see Donald put up there uh, the quarterbacks. <laughs> they are usually they're, – they're CEOs anyway. Uh, tell that's, them, DK. That's more like it, yeah. I, I, CEOs is a perfect term for a quarterback. They're they don't do CEOs. anything else. That's the problem. That's the whole uh, all work and no play makes Johnny whatever. Okay, quarterbacks are just that all the time. So they they're uh, candidly, they're a little boring. They are for the most part, yeah, because they got to hide and protect so much too because everybody wants a piece of them. Let's say quarterbacks have the ability to sometimes to have private signings for half a million dollars in a hotel room, DK, mm-hmm. and there's no other position like that. People just want a piece of them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's some of the stories that go around the league. Like it's just different for those dudes. This will be our second to last question for the day. It comes from Nichols here. Going to take a couple of football ones to close it out. It says, hey, Moan, around this time last year, Stefan Tuitt formally retired. What traits do you want to see from Keanu Benton and DeMarvin Leal to learn that you saw Steph had? With both of them. I think Leal might be an edge on Benton with this one. Uh, Just a, a, a knack for being a raging bull. I think Leal has that in him. I think Keanu Ben will learn those things. Uh, one thing that Tua did well was use his body. Like, he was a heavy leaner, too. He got into you. His feet didn't stop. He was aggressive in his finish. He was just one of those types of fellas. You feel me? And mm-hmm. I would say this. If, if DeMar Leal leans into that also and just be a tenacious guy, just be relentless, like how we speak about TJ and Cam in his rush, he can be the next up in a contract situation, the same as Alex Highsmith. You see what I'm saying? Like, and my thing for Keanu is embrace being a run stopper that gets to the quarterback. Our last question today comes from Sticky B, who says, hey, Moan, what kind of stat line do you want to see from Pat Fryermuth to be considered a top five tight end in the league this year? Y'all like my presumptive stat lines. My hypothetical stat lines with the guys. I do, too. Yeah. A, a good one for Pat, 750 receiving. Six touchdowns. I think that'll do it. What else do you need him to do? You know, he had two touchdowns last year. Now, we can get into who's to blame for that. The change of quarterbacks, the lack of coordinator, uh, um, the lack of looking to the middle of the field, which is where Pat would be. But here's what I come down with. Remember the touchdown across the middle Uh near near the end of the season? Just the prettiest ball Yeah, from Kenny. Just over the defender's fingertips, right into Fryermuth's fingertips mm-hmm. on the run. He didn't yeah. plant himself and turn around. He was on the run like yeah. this. I look at that and I go, but 
that was only one of two touchdowns. And I don't blame that on the tight end. Right. Okay. Right. I want to see him get willfully targeted in the red zone, including when the team is up close. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, they've been pretty good up close. When they get inside the five, they've gotten in, right? Yeah. Yeah, they have. Usually through running or even some some clever plays by Canada. Nope. Don't bite my head off. Just true. <laughs> okay. No, really. I mean, they, yeah. they did some neat things up tight with those end arounds and yeah. This is this is the thing though, too. In order for Pat to get those, he does probably have to go up one more notch on the ladder, too. Yep. Show his ability to finish in the end zone, right, DK? That's it. Not just and I'm talking about strikes. I'm talking not no fades, nothing like that. Not that you would do that with a tight right. end for the most part, anyway. Just find him and just ram it between the two eights. That's all I was just gonna say. Like one one step out and in for a clutch touchdown, like three yards out. And just for instance, so George Kittle last year starting 15 games. This is the thing that that may get him though, right, DK? He had 86 targets with 60 catches for 765. Now, again, mm -hmm. I said 750 and six touchdowns. He has 765 and 11 touchdowns. That's similar to what we're asking for, right? 650 to 750, six touchdowns. We win, DK. This offense, I'm telling you, if it has someone like that, okay, that, that's a target inside the red zone, it's the it's the Heath effect. Look, and let's let's not mince words here, okay? Right. When when you guys got into the into that red zone, mm -hmm. they feared Earl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they just did, <laughs> they did. and it was it almost seemed unfair because there's a lot of other ways you could have gone, we including running the football. And it was like that, but there's also but there's the one they feared was the easy one. It was that just that bullet across the middle, you know? Yes, yes, it is DK. So yeah, three yards out, Pat running a one on one. Yeah, it didn't got to be a fate. It could be delivering the goods, right, DK? Fire it right right through the ribs, you know? No doubt. And uh, we're seeing this come along too, DK. I hate to interrupt that, but of course, Joy Porter Jr. signed, allegedly. Um, I might have yeah, to double I check mean, on that one. Everybody signs. Yeah, right before. <laughs> we told y'all this was going to happen. Yeah, there's, there was never any, you know, there was never anything there. Every draft pick signs. This is, I think that's kind of a, a reson resonating thing from the days before there was a, a cap and a slot. Uh, on on draft picks, everybody signs. We really, this, don't know who's going to hold out this year in general. No, nobody, nobody. Yeah. Oh, you mean in Pittsburgh or I'm, anywhere? No, I'm talking about yeah. anywhere across anywhere. the league. Yeah, they just don't, draft picks. Yeah, draft picks just don't do it. Yeah, they just so don't do it. Don't get tight about that type of stuff, y'all. No. Anymore. That's it, guys. Thanks so much for watching uh, today. Apologies again for yesterday. Went to the. I had a doctor's checkup. Everything was fine. It's just checkup, but you still got to go. Yes, yeah. I, I, you know what, Dan? Again, I appreciate that, man. That was pretty good, right there. What we, we do intelligence. I don't even know what they are, DK. I, I just love the fact that he I'm called sorry. us intelligent. I'm, I'm glad that he's here and he likes us. I don't <laughs> he know called what us intelligent too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I'll yeah. take that too. I've been called worse today. I mean, right? That's a day that ends in Y, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna take intelligent. I have to talk to my man James. He was supposed to come back, never did. I guess they got stuck actually working on his job. Slacking, DK. Slacking. How about that? And the How chat just that? went wild too, man. By the way, oh. there you had some oh, interesting, strained conversation. Oh, that's because they—that's because they see that uh, we're signing Willie, off. You Willie, see how that goes? Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg and Red Man. Yeah, um, here's a man. Wiz Khalifa, great show, man. That's what I'm talking. I'm telling you, you're gonna crack Calvin when you say that.
Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's do it again tomorrow after I come back from the Steelers reporting day in Latrobe and share with you uh, whatever it is that I can from out there. I just dab right there. You remember when NFL used to do that? <laughs> I'm nowhere near that cool mode. <laughs> I got none of that in me. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. guys. Tomorrow. Peace. It's appropriate. What's it say? Hard work beats talent. This is what camp is all about. This is what camp's all about, DK. That begins. It begins tomorrow with the reporting. Um, Mike Tomlin will bring up the latest information as far as, and this is always newsworthy, by the way, for those of you who are really, really into this stuff. Who's on a pup list, yeah. that kind of stuff, physically unable to perform. I see the Ravens already have half of their roster on the pup list because mm, that's just how they roll. It wonder is. wonder why, Moan. wonder Cause, why. Because they have a hard, hard camp, and they probably want the veterans to rest a little bit in the first couple stages. Oh, I see how it goes. Okay. that's uh, So it's a manipulated pup list as it's opposed to the very real pup list that they eventually develop Yeah, because they practice excessively. No doubt about it. But didn't hear that on this show. You didn't. No. All right, DK. I got to roll, man. All right. Uh, Y'all be good. Tomorrow. Bye-bye. I'm 